Fire up the Jag! It's Amigos, episode 355. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Jaguar XJ220. Oh my. Now, Aaron... Everyone knows that you're a man of luxury. You have highly refined tastes in both your, your food, your wardrobe. It's nothing but the best. I will say that the one area where you sort of are among the common man is, is your choice of automobiles. You don't drive a luxury car. Now, Aaron, if you were to purchase some sort of a luxury vehicle, would it be a Jag or would it be something else? Well, you know, this week I have a special insight uh, boat because I worked for a man who sold Jags for years mm. and owned mm. dozens of Jags. How many people do you know that could say they owned dozens of Jaguars? Not many. No. And I had the pleasure of riding in some of those Jags as well. Now, did I know the number? No. Did I know what they were worth? No. Uh, but I did get to ride around in them, and they are sweet, brother. I never rode in a bad one, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and so, <clears throat> now he had this um, he owned this like thing. It was called a. He, everything he bought was imported, brother. Okay, he had this thing that was like a phantom touring car. That's what it was called. That's a Rolls Royce. Yeah, phantom. that's right. That's yeah. right. This thing was awesome. Yeah. So and I was big. So if I was going to get something, I'd probably get that. That would be because I mean, listen, if you get you a sports car, I'm going to go out in the interstate. So I'm get myself kilt like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm more of the laid back guy that that has the classical music playing as he rolls up in the rolls. That's what I. Right. That's where I'm going, Boat. What about you, man? What a great experience! This was the computer shop guy you're talking that's about. That's right. right. Well, my boss was a uh, uh, he was a computer salesman, but his original uh, rise to power and prominence was through sales of cars, and then eventually he moved into ex, uh, to importing cars. He's a wealthy. He was a millionaire. I mean, you don't own wow. that many. You don't own that many Jags. I being a millionaire. True. Also, he was shifty. Shifty as the day is long, and so he knew how to. He knew how to talk to people, and he knew how to take people to school. And brother, he was the master of it. Uh, and so, but yeah, he worked his way up from nothing to be a millionaire. So that's fantastic. You know, I I'm sort of like you. I'm built for comfort, not speed. Um, and uh, I would definitely want uh, something like the, you know, the Rolls or a Bentley, you know, something that would real cushy, real cushy ride. Exactly. Have you ever driven in? I mean, this is we're going a couple steps down here, but in like an old school Lincoln Town Car or something, you get one of those, you feel like you're sitting on a couch. That's right. You know? Those are the best cars. The old Thunderbirds and the and they that had the front seats that were just like one long. You could lay yeah, down the on those seats. Yeah. I that's what I grew up with. I remember when we first got like the. The bucket seats, or I was like, "What is this crap?" You know, mm-hmm. I like the couch. The couch yeah. had real uh, springs in it and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't that, make they them. Call like that, the, that's real suspension. Is what the that problem is. would be is uh, if in today's modern society, especially this exact day as we record this, uh, it would you would be driving around with two full couches and a huge metal frame, and those <laughs> things got like ten miles to a gallon, so it cost yeah. you eighteen billion dollars to make it through the car wash. You know, you it's know. funny. I uh, I get this uh, magazine called Rob Report, and it's basically just a directory of all kinds of luxury goods: watches, cars, <clears> homes. 
And I was reading uh, that this this past uh, issue was the car of the year. I th it was either Rolls or it was Bentley, but I think it was Rolls Royce. One of their advertising features is that they use 100 pounds of paint whenever they paint a Rolls Royce. Really? Yeah. Let me it's ask you a question, quick. Boat. Uh, why do you get this luxury magazine? Well, you know, it's it's. Uh, I've got dreams, Aaron. I've got dreams, and they evolve the Amigos podcast. One of these days, we're going to get picked up by old Mr. Murdoch, and he's going to drive up to Amigos Studios East with a big pile of cash and be waiting for us when we open the door of the building, gasping for air because we haven't had the air conditioner on again. He's going to be there, and he's going to be like, boys, here's your wheelbarrow full of money. And so then I'm going to go through all those issues of Rob Report, and I'm going to say, Aaron, this is your new Sears wish book. Pick out whatever you want. I'll get it for you. Okay, I'll, I'll remember that, although I don't find it likely. And I don't necessarily relish the thought of working for said guy. Not my listen, favorite guy. Listen, <clears throat> it beats the live golf tour. That's all I'm saying. Well, <laughs> I think it's sort of the same in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> all right aaron well let's leave this let's leave this fantasy leave this and move, and move on to this week's amiga news amiga news all right aaron our first story this week comes from our buddy tenmark uh, mr doug over at the 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast is announcing the latest installment, the 2022 Amiga Art Contest. This thing has been going on for quite a number of years now. Uh, and of course, if you are involved in the creative uh, part of the Amiga at all, uh, you should be on board with this. One big change is that uh, up until this point, uh, Vicky from uh, uh, Pixel Vixen has always been one of the judges, but in this case, she is busy with her uh, her manga project, you know, Aaron, she's over in Japan. So there's some new judges, Kevin Saunders and uh, some other guy, I can't think of his name. But anyway, there's some big name, big names in the judging. Aaron, are you a big fan of the old Amiga artwork contest? You know, I've watched every one of these, Boat, mm -hmm. with hilarious results sometimes, because they've, one thing, this show, this has always been known for having crazy, wacky issues. It, it reminds me of of your uh, the, the art stuff in Ireland. Oh yeah. Anytime yeah. you have to have art and the Amiga get together, it's it sometimes can be a disaster. But it's not because the art isn't good. The art is outstanding. It's because the Amiga sucks. No, it's because some of the submissions for this are off the charts, off the charts. People that are so talented, it's unbelievable. I love that Doug did this. I mean, and it's funny. Doug really is a a, a, a Renaissance man because he's super technical. He's super, uh, he goes through thoroughly examining all this stuff, and it's all this minutia. But then there's a creative side where Doug digitizes a flower and fiddles with the colors for like two hours. That's the Doug way. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I give the guy credit for that. I mean, that's not something everyone does. So when he fired this up with Vicky, I think it's just dandy. I think it's awesome that people get to uh, show what they can do. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm really and of course, of this. Of course, this is not only for artwork. It's also for digital photography, uh, ray tracing. There's a ray tracing category. Uh, and finally, a uh, an animation and mod file. So if you are doing anything creative whatsoever with uh, the Amiga, then you, what you want to do is you want to get your uh, example and you want to send it to art at AmigaArtwork.com. 
and uh, and Doug will take that, and the judges will judge it up. And who knows, maybe you will be the winner this year. And I will say, because I watched this video, uh, Doug is they're very lenient on what you could do. I mean, literally, you you can even use stuff like the A five hundred Mini emulation as long as the as long as the Amiga is a major part of what you're doing, you're in. So good for him. So I, I just, uh, Aaron, it, it's funny that I, 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 I didn't see this at first. You're not going to believe who the music judge is. Who's the music judge? Well, it's not going to surprise you when you hear it. It's freaking Barkbit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, Barkbit and some, some other guy, Azura Baita, who, who cares Bark- about him? Barkbit's the freaking judge of the music. That's Listen, awesome. In case a lot of people don't know, Barkbit provides, like, he does all kinds of music stuff for the channel, including yeah. all the stuff for, like, uh, ARG Presents, Conversation for the Dark Side. Like, Barkbit's the man. I love his stuff. Yeah. It's great. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, AmigaArtWork.com uh, is the name of the site. You can check out uh, this video that we're talking about, plus check out all the art from past winners. One site for all of your needs when it comes to yeah. this contest. We, we, we wish Doug and his team all the best, and of course we'll be covering the winners once they are announced. Absolutely, absolutely. Very good. Good luck, everybody. All right, Aaron, our next story comes from our friend Chris Edwards. Chris Edwards has been a busy, busy guy this week. He's released not one, not two, but three videos. Uh, The first is about the Amiga 600 Accelerator. Now, I checked this one out, Aaron. Yeah. This one looks like the one that you want. Uh, He compares this to some other accelerators for the A600. Uh, This one seems like it's the easiest to install. It offers the fewest amount of compatibility issues. Uh, It looks like it fits in the case real nicely, and it gives you some really good performance. Uh, I watched almost this whole thing, and uh, it seems like this is finally, this is sort of the cream of the crop when it comes to these A600 accelerators. Don't you think, Aaron? First, I'm proud of you, Boat, for watching something like this, because I know this is not normal your bag. Well, you know, Chris, he makes it interesting for me. He doesn't go, you know, he doesn't go too... He's a technical guy. He knows his stuff. But he doesn't get bogged down in the technicalities, if you know what I mean. Him and Doug should have, like, a uh, a, a, a tech-off sometime. Yeah, that'd be tech-off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, we should we should figure that out, Boat. We should sponsor that at a future Boat Fest. Yeah, that would be great. Or maybe have should, a stage, just like the end of The Wizard. Maybe they should just to- battle. <laughs> You know, we'll get the old Star Trek. Do, 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 do. And they can just go to work. You pick the your har- sticks. No, what you, did they call those in Star Trek? No, you I pick you pick your hardware peripheral of choice. That's, That's your right. weapon. And you, you, and you stick you stick two of them at the end of a pickle stick, That's and then right. you go to work. <laughs> uh, but what he's talking about here, the A six thirty, which is the accelerator for the uh, Amiga six hundred, sold by our good buddy Franco Retro Rewind. And listen, uh, Frank had told me that this thing was solid. And then uh, uh, Chris confirmed what Frank had told me. This is a solid piece of kit. It went in easily. It worked straight out of the box. And it worked well. Uh, And the video was just Chris uh, going over the various various, uh, uh, accoutrement that's involved, how to set it up, uh, which really didn't require much, how how you put it on. Uh, This is another one of those... Uh, uh, accelerator cards that literally clamps down over the processor, and, which there was no one ever that designed a processor thought to themselves, hey, this will be cool for later on. No. This is... <laughs> whoever thought this up was uh, thinking way outside the box. 
but uh, uh, this thing seemed to work well. Uh, and you, you know, can, uh, you can order these Buck when they're in stock. Buck Owens in the chat has a great idea. He says he'll <clears throat> donate a stack of 1541s. We could have them race to repair them. That would be awesome. Boatfest 2023. Book it. It's yeah. going to happen. Man, talk about the geekiest sporting event of all time right there. <laughs> so anyway, this, now, this, this, wasn't this wasn't the good. This wasn't the only video that Chris put up. What's, <clears throat> what's something else that he's been up to this weekend? Well, he also, it's funny, uh, uh, he did a lot. You weren't kidding uh, when, it, when it comes to that. He did a couple videos this week, and so since he looked at the the A630, it's amazing that in the exact same week, he looks at the Pi Storm for the for the uh, on the Amiga 600, and rigs this up. This is a little more uh, a delicate precision. Look at that! If you're watching at home, his A600, it looks like. I mean, I don't know what to even explain to what I'm looking at here. Look at all these <laughs> extra crap that's in this thing. He's it, got it, two it, pies it in like, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you've got multiple, I think he's got. I think you're right. I think he's got multiple Raspberry Pis. I mean, it's <laughs> it's absolute crazy time madness. <laughs> now, the pastor works pretty well. Also, however, as you know, the pie, of course the pastor is a cheaper alternative, but uh, it has issues. He has some issues now. This is not a knock against the Pi Storm because the Pi Storm is a maturing project that is, uh, b- you know, that's currently being worked on, and so it's one of those things that you. And also, of course, getting a pie no easy task these days, but yeah, it's something you know, that's yeah. out there. You know, uh, both the it's great that you've got a couple alternatives uh, for the uh, for the six hundred. If you want my take. Uh, you if you hot want take from Aaron Dowdy. Here whoo, we go. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> if you want something that you're gonna plug in and then you're done, mm-hmm. you never screw with it. Hey, get the, the get the uh, uh, A six thirty from uh, Frank of Richard Rewind. It's a done deal. If you want something that ultimately could be great, but it may take a while and it may be a little bit wild, like sketchy, go with the pie storm. That's my that's my hot take on it. Uh, okay, but uh, but I mean, hey, I think that's uh, uh, it's great, and and the thing is, different people, different levels of of prowess or right. interest have, a and they choice. want different things out of it too. I'm sure. So. Exactly, Mundo. Exactly, Mundo. So you've got those three things. And then lastly, he actually also worked on a, a a viewers machine this week. Now, we never talk about this with uh, with uh, Chris, but he actually has people send him their broken stuff, and he fixes it basically for free, boat. Which is nice. That's a nice yeah. thing to do, and he'll make a video of it. It's it's actually quite clever. Uh, to I would never ever have the guts ever to try that because I know I'd burn a hole right square in the middle of where they sent me accidentally. <laughs> and then what do you say? Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry about that. That's uh, when you so, just say, "I'm a sketchy tech man. Live with it." Yeah. Well, no, that's true. That's another reason why no one would send me their stuff because that you know the name says it. Uh, but so I would give uh, Chris Edwards a, a, a thumbs up for that. Good job, uh, Chris, for helping out uh, the fine folks in the community. So three big videos this week for Chris Edwards. Uh, check him out. Uh, check his channel out over on YouTube. It's good stuff. Very popular. Him and Doug Bowe, very Yeah, yeah, very yeah. good. All right, Aaron. Our next story is one that uh, Level Lord uh, told me about. Oh man, and this is uh, this this is a site that I. 
when, you know, there's tons and tons and tons of Amiga sites online. And sometimes I just forget that some of them exist. And this one, <laughs> Amigans.net, yeah. is, is, is a site that is hosting a, a high score competition. And this is a high score competition on a new game recently released called Blastaway. Aaron, have you heard anything about Blastaway? Uh, no, this is the first time I'll have been. Oh, it looks pretty sharp, actually, Bo. Yeah. What, so, what are we uh, doing here? Uh, According to the developer, this is a gameplay. The gameplay was heavily and shamelessly inspired by Wizard of War oh. and graphically somewhat inspired by the Chaos Engine. So if you're looking for something, I know the Wizard of War is one of both our favorites. Yes. And, of course, you know, you can't say anything bad about the Chaos Engine. So mixing those two sounds like a recipe for fun. This thing is going on right now. Uh, I don't believe that. I think that this is just this is just for fun right now. The only uh, the only entry is Level Lord, but this thing just kicked off uh, yesterday. So I'm sure there's going to be more. If you want to get in on the fun and play a new game for your Amiga, this is available both on the Amiga and Windows. Uh, head on over to Amigans.net and check out the Blast Away competition thread on the forum. You know, when I saw that, I thought to myself. If this looks like it looks, but plays like it looks, you might have something. And when you told me Wiz to War, I'm in, brother. I love that game. Yeah. I got a feeling we may be tackling this one in the future. And hey, the price is right. So yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Good find, level lord. All right, Aaron. Our next story. Now, this is this is this is sort of one of these news stories where I cannot wait to hear your commentary on this. Okay. Because okay. I don't know what this is. Okay, so this is uh, you know, Morph OS, right? No, I, I, don't, people, I know some, of it. Yeah. Some people call it Morphos. Okay. That's what the cool kids call it. Really? Okay. No, I don't know. All I know is that it's made the price of Mac Minis go through the roof because they can run this bad boy. Oh, that this is deal. One of those, yeah, yeah, yeah. This I is one it. of those Amiga offshoot operating systems. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there's this guy, Mark Bigfoot Olson. He offered. He's a developer, and yeah. he offered a bounty project for better OpenGL support as well as additional graphics card drivers. Okay, okay. wow. So you've got the, you've got this developer, and he's like, "Listen, I have it within me to uh, to make the OpenGL support better on this thing to give you more graphics card choices, but it's gonna you're gonna have to reach the bounty. Do you know what the bounty was, Aaron? I don't. I don't. I see numbers here, but I don't know what they mean. You you want to take a guess? No, I I uh, one thousand euros, eight thousand euros. No, so wait a minute, wait a minute. You, wait, I want to make sure I get it straight in my head. This guy had the ability to make these good drivers, mm -hmm. but he wanted to be paid this amount of money right. to do it. Okay, right. Your thoughts, sir? <laughs> it's an interesting, it's an interesting way to work it. You know, you're probably thinking to myself, you're thinking, oh, you're going to kill this guy. I'm not. And I'll tell you why. This is what I love, okay? This is the free market at work right here. I don't know jack squat about Morph OS or Morphos, all right? I know of it, all right? But clearly it has people that enjoy it. And clearly those people would enjoy it more if they had access to these superior drivers. Mm -hmm. And they were willing to pay eight grand... I don't know how much that is in bucks, ten grand, something like that. About ten grand, I think. Uh, they're they're willing to pay this guy ten grand to make him. Now I don't know if this guy, uh, uh, if making these drivers is easy, difficult, or super difficult. All right, but a sucker's got to get paid, yo. And he has the ability 
Uh, and if these guys are willing to pay the money, I say it's a done deal, brother. I say there's, I don't have a problem with it. Now, are only the people that donated going to get the drivers, or are, they, are these going out to everyone? These are going out to everybody, <clears throat> as far as I can understand it. I, I did some reading. He did meet the, the bounty. The bounty was paid in full. Yeah, uh, and so uh, th this thing is on the way to being uh, to, to being released. Uh, looks like uh, and, and this this is this comes from AmigaNews.de. Oh yeah, uh, and it says that there was a particularly large individual donation from Wiktor Glokowski. His nickname is Pampers, Aaron, and uh, he uh, he uh, he was the one that pushed it over the limit. But anyway, it's it's happening. So if you are a Morph OS guy or gal. And, uh, you know, maybe this would be the thing, because I know that, for example, my Mac, the Plastic Fantastic, its graphics card is not supported for Morph OS. So even though it's a much power, much more powerful machine than a Mac Mini G4, I couldn't run it if I wanted to. So maybe, you know, this will give me, and of course, Morph OS, that is the, the OS that works fine for 30 minutes and then it slows down until you pay that deal. Uh, so this may be the thing that gets me, you know, to try it out. I'm always interested to try out these alternate operating systems and stuff like that. So you know, hats, I'm, you know, go ahead, man. I'm looking at this list of people that put in money. Okay, Pampers, you're right. He paid well over half the total. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you had, uh, uh, what, one to a handful of other people that threw in anywhere from 30 to, you know, up to 180 some euros. Okay. So really... The community owes this programmer something, and they also owe this guy Pampers. Pamper this yeah. guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just he footed the bill for this. Five large for drivers. I don't know if Pampers is loaded with wad, Euro wad, or if he's a, a just a crazy man. But that's a lot of devotion to a, a something. I, I, I would wonder why the people were that passionate mm -hmm. about that OS. That's it, yeah. That's crazy to me, but. You know, hey, whatever, man. Good luck. As they say, everybody got there something. What a crazy story that but, is, Bode. Where'd you find well, that? Well, I thought I, I thought that would be fun to talk about, yeah, and that, it does make me more curious to try out MorphOS because obviously there are people that are very, very passionate about this <clears> thing. Yeah. Um. So, um. You know, if I do try it out, I will definitely give you a report on what I think. Very good. All right, Aaron. That's it's very cool. Move. We're moving on down the line. Here's another interesting story that I found. You know, I think the past couple of weeks we've been doing so many game news stories that I wanted to kind of get away from that and talk more about some hardware stuff with, you know, with the obvious risks that, you know, we're going to talk about things we have no knowledge of. Yeah. Uh, this this next one, Aaron, uh, there is uh, a project called Drawbridge. Uh, and what this does is it works uh, like an ADF drive with an Arduino board. This gives the Amiga uh, read and write. Uh, you can write, read and write Amiga floppies with a connected standard PC floppy drive. Okay, huh. so this is perfect for you if you've got a bum, you know, internal drive like my A1000, but you still want to use ADF drives. You know, you can plug. Basically, the Arduino works as a bridge between the PC floppy drive and your Amiga. There is a new version of this that has just come out. Uh, it just came out today, actually. This is called Drawbridge again. Uh, it adds uh, more support for writing track 82 and track uh, 83. Uh, it fixed some mistakes in the diagnostics. Uh, and uh, it fixed compiling under Linux. So, uh, you know, if you are using this, or maybe you didn't know that this exists, you know, Arduino boards, just like all kinds of, you know, single board computers, not easy to find. But if you have one of these laying around, 
this might be a fun weekend project to build, you know, this sort of, uh, if you've got an old three and a half inch drive laying around for a PC, connect that thing to your, your Amiga and, uh, and put, put a disc in there, see if you can run a game. Very interesting, very unusual uh, bit of software or hardware. <clears throat> but uh, hey, I, I'm sure some people out there, you know, I talk to uh, Pajaco all the time, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Or not Pajaco, but Paco Otake, I should say. Paco, yeah. On TSI. He's a big Coco Drive maniac, right? Mm-hmm. All these grease weasels and all this crap. People got their thing, you know what I mean? I just stare at him and wonder what's wrong with his brain. But he's into it, you know, so <laughs> different strokes, boat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so in uh, our final, no, we got two more stories. Our next story, this one I thought was really cool. There is an Amiga uh, emulator that is browser-based out there, Aaron. I, I had never seen this before. This is, uh, it's called V Amiga Web, okay? And uh, this opens, it basically the way it works is you, you go to this uh, vamigaweb.github.io, you click on run, you put a kickstart disk, you know, it loads the kickstart disk into memory. You only have to do it one time and it saves it in the browser cache. And then you can either drag or drop an LHA or an ADF or whatever you want and it runs it, bam, right there in the browser, Aaron. And you tried this, did you? I tried this and it worked freaking perfectly. I was expecting to run into my usual nonsense yeah. whenever you try and do you, you know any sort of Amiga emulation with an unknown quantity. But man, it worked fast. Uh, the uh, this this was just updated <clears throat> yesterday. You can do CPU up overclocking up to 100 megahertz, which is great for a uh, Frontier or F18 interceptor. It's got PAL NTSC hot switching now. Uh, the floppy drive and hard drive sounds and t- track display, you can put that in the HUD now. Uh, it completely reworked the display size so you can do overscan games like the Settlers. So this seems like a pretty awesome project. And I just I had no idea that this thing was around. But apparently it's been around for a while because it's already version 2. It's still in beta, but man... You know, I think anything, anytime you can take a complex piece of software like an Amiga emulator and run it entirely in the browser, it's pretty awesome. And, and it'll pick up on your joysticks and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, complete controller support. I'll have to give this a shot, Boat. But, Boat, you're on fire this week. Fucking well, into you. you. Oh, yeah, no school. You can just yeah, run them up. It's, it's amazing when I have all my time to devote to Amiga. Holy how smokes. much better it is. Holy smokes, <laughs> you're on fire this week. What else you got? <laughs> Last story here, and this comes to us from the one, the only Ravi Abbott's Twitter page. Okay, well, we he love took a Ravi. picture of this. Yeah, uh, this is uh, there's a store called Game in England. Aaron, can you can you guess what they sell? Uh, mops of some sort. <laughs> if you walk into Game right now, Aaron, you're going to see an entire end cap devoted to the A500 Mini. Who would have thought, Aaron? I know. In 2022. <laughs> Actually, we, we thought see. it. We thought it well, years ago. In fact, uh, you mocked me when I said it was going to happen. I went back and watched the show. What a punk. <laughs> I told you. You were right. You were right. The Amiga 500 Mini, the A500 Mini is out. Making a huge splash. It's got an end cap at game where you can buy not only uh, the machine itself, but the tank mice, the individual tank mouse. There's a shirt available. Uh, <laughs> just, you know, it's it, it warms my heart to see this sort of thing in the general public, 100% chance we will never see anything like this in the United States. Oh, you're going to go down England, that road again? <laughs> yeah, in know. England, where the where the Amiga mattered, 
This is a huge, huge deal, and uh, it's mine. awesome that Ravi captured this moment. Let me tell you, so first of all, I think these are available in the States on Amazon right now. No oh, and Amazon, sure. I'm talking about, show me when you walk into the GameStop over there by the Dollar Tree by Walmart. Show me the end cap there for the, right. the A500 Mini. I will say this, having, having used the Mini some uh, recently, <clears throat> the tank mouse not so good. The uh, mm. This thing, though. Sorry about that. I like this thing quite a bit. Hey, I've got my, uh, I've got that gimmick coming where they send me the wireless mouse. Remember that? Uh-huh. May, so mm-hmm. I just, yeah. you know, I could use that if I if I really want to. So yeah, I'm down with the uh, A500 Mini. I mean, it's too expensive, but still pretty cool. And when they release the big one, hell, I might get one of those too. But what I might heck? be on board for that too. Yeah. Give me the maxi. Give me the maxi. All right, Aaron, that's it for uh, this week's uh, Amiga News Roundup. Uh, so, uh, and as always, we don't really talk about this enough, but, uh, if you want to check out any of the stories that we've talked about, we actually have our own subreddit. It's r slash Amiga news. Uh, you can go over there and, uh, just join that sub and then all of our stories, whenever I post them, you can find all the links. They're all right there for your perusal. You know, while we're talking about news and this was in the news, so we should just slip seamlessly into a boat. Let's I'll, slip it. I want to talk a little bit about our good buddy Frank over at RetroRewind.ca. Now, uh, we were just talking about the A630 Revision 2 Accelerator Board uh, that was <clears throat> featured heavily on Chris Edwards' channel this week. If you've got an A600, brother, this right here is your baby. It's good to go. Uh, you can check it out uh, in uh, effect uh, on Chris Edwards' channel. So you it's not like you're buying it. You don't know what you're getting, okay? Mm-hmm. This thing's been vetted by the best, right? These guys, if they don't like it, they'll drop the hammer, right? They're just sort of like we are. We're not going to put it over if it's no good, all right? And this thing is, is they've got the goods right here. Uh, this thing cranks up your 600 to the nines uh, with a lot of great features, including a 68030 clocked at 50 megahertz boat, 64 megs of RAM, uh, which is good to go. And and this is a big, uh, a big angle on this particular piece of hardware. You've got full use of your PC MCIe slot, which a lot of things will not get you right now. Right. And also, and I'm not going to rag on Furia, which was the, the, that was the go-to accelerator choice, but that thing's got some issues, man. It always has. Uh, mm-hmm. This thing here, it seems to be solid as a rock, and the price ain't too shab. Two twenty-five takes it to the house. Plus, if you use a special code, a secret code, you can knock ten percent off that ten percent of two twenty-five. That's big money, boat. Tell them how to do it. Listen, if you use promo code Amigos ten at checkout, you can save ten percent off this and any other order. So make sure you use that code. It is uh, Amigos ten at checkout. We do thank Retro Rewind for all of their support over the years. Yeah. And for our friends in the EU, uh, this is also available over at RetroPassion.co.uk. You can get that shipped from. Uh, from them, if you are overseas, it's still, it's made by Frank. It's just sold by RetroPass. And we should mention, Bo, before we move on, uh, when when a piece of hardware comes along like this, uh, Frank is not just, like, digging up the designs of where on some back channel. He's paying, he's paying the guy that made this. It's all on the above board. There's no phony baloney. 
The last thing we want is a bunch of crazy drama. Frank does it right. Everyone's getting paid. It's supposed to get paid. So you can rest easy when you pick up his stuff mode. Yeah. All right, Aaron. We move on to the game of the week. Jaguar. The Jag. How do you you like to pronounce that, Bode? Jaguar. You know, if you're from here, listen, it's Jaguar. That's how we say it. Jaguar. We say a lot of crap wrong. But I've watched enough Top Gear to know that it's Jaguar. Jaguar. I will say my boss, who had a bunch of these cars, they were Jaguars all day long because he was as country as it gets. Uh, So... Uh, and this is one I thought we'd played, Boat, and we have both played it, but we've never covered it on the show. It's Jaguar XJ220, Boat, uh, released in 92, two discs, uh, and you would support one to two player simultaneous play, uh, and developed and published by Core, your favorite, Core. Boat, Core. Listen, has there ever been a more overrated design studio well, than Core no. Designs? There, there, yes, there has. Core, yeah, it's probably three. Listen, but they're Core, one of the top. Core's done. They've done some good stuff. Then they've done like Action Fighter. It's right. a mixed bag. All right. So get this. Now maybe everyone knows this, but me. Okay. I didn't know this. I'm looking this game up here to see who worked on it, right? And I had to triple check to make sure I wasn't. I didn't lose my mind. And so, and I'm sick. I beat down. So if, if something, I say something wrong, somebody could correct me. But I'm looking at who coded this, right? Coded uh, by uh, 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 Mark Avery. Okay. Now, if that name. Is that Texas Sun? Very clever, but wrong. Also spelled oh. differently. Uh, basically, uh, Mark transitioned a few years back. And now you may know this same coder as Sarah Jane Avery. Really? Yes, okay. Of okay. The, uh, Interesting. Uh, yes, I had of, no uh, idea. Of, um... Of a recently developed Commodore 64 game. Tons. Game. That, that, yeah. That, that witch game. And also... Riley Witch Chronicles. Hordes of books. Hordes of them. Uh, I did not have any idea. Uh, uh, Avery also worked on the Amiga on Thunderhawk AH73M and a game called Combo Racer. Combo! Um, the graphics were done by a fellow named Jason Gee. Uh, music, the the quite excellent music, which we'll get into, was done by Martin Iverson, and uh, that's a good lineup. I, I, the music in this, I found out, is sort of more renowned than the game in a lot of ways. I mean, people love it is. the tunes. It is. But yeah, absolutely. I would say, if yeah, I don't know about more renowned, but at least is renowned, for now, sure. So get this. I want to talk about the this game. You know, a lot of games, before we even get into gameplay proper, a lot of games, you load them up, they come on, you know, you're sitting there, you're like, man, where's the, what's going on? This game, this game loads up right. There's this mm-hmm. distant music, you could be echoing, then all of a sudden the jag slowly rolls across the screen with this yeah. sheen and a reflective floor, and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh my god. I'm going to be driving that. Oh, good right. God. It was very much like the old Test Drive 2 opening, but they they layered the sheen on top, Boat. Mm-hmm. It even mm-hmm. sounded like the engine noise from Test Drive 2. I was really quite surprised. Uh, it does not play like Test Drive 2. But <laughs> Thank this game, goodness. This game opens up, and it is very impressive uh, The yeah. when you first see what's ha- coming. I mean, you could tell. They took this license. They were like, you can't just put out crap. You can't, you've right. got to put it, this ain't Action Fighter, 
We gotta put we gotta <laughs> layer the the goods on this thing. So with all that said, Boat, uh, yeah, having played this before, uh, what were your first impressions when this popped up, and uh, what did you think the menus and whatnot in this? Well, this is a game that drops you pretty much right into the action. You get a menu setup that's a lot like Lotus Two. Yeah, it's so much like Lotus Two. I wonder if there might have been some rumblings from the uh, legal department over well, at uh, Gremlin. Here's the thing. So, Core was sort of born from people from Gremlin, okay? Okay, well, that and, makes and sense. also, this happened to come out shortly after Lotus 2, from what I, from what I read. There's a lot of similarities to this in, Lo- in Lotus 2. And Lotus 3 uh, uh, was... Uh, this came out right after Lotus 2 and before Lotus 3. And so, mm-hmm. the game sort of borrowed off each other. But, yeah, you're right. The menu system... The menu system is one of those, like, we don't have any words hardly in the thing. I didn't like this one as much as the one in Lotus because I thought it was I was more confusing, if I'm, if I'm honest. But, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it reminded me of the same thing. Carry well, on, yeah, I mean, you, you, you've got the same thing. You've got, do you want joystick or mouse control, represented by the joystick or mouse? Do you want automatic or, sti- or stick shift, which is represented by the same? I mean, it's literally the same thing. Yep. Up for accelerate or button for accelerate. The only difference is... That uh, Jaguar uh, includes a very, very extensive uh, track construction set yes. uh, that you can use, uh, and so you have the options for that. But if you want to just jump right into the racing, you just hit OK. Uh, I did appreciate the fact that the manual, or I'm sorry, the automatic transmission was selected by default because that's always the way that I roll. Yeah, and uh, and uh, it drops you right into the game, and yeah. the game is. You are racing literally around the world uh, against, and it's it's almost like a it, what's a it's a fictitious supercar racing event. Uh, there is in the documentation they 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 give it a name and then they give it a uh, uh, an anagram. That's not the right word. What's the right? What, what do you call it when it's like this? The letter from the the abbreviation. It gives it a thing. It's like ASC or something like that. Anyway. Uh, you are tasked with running this circuit, and each place that you go, there's three courses, each country. You always start in England. You race. At the end of the race, you get points, depending on your placement. You get money, depending on your placement. Uh, You race with a teammate, so if your teammate does well, you receive the benefits from that. And you basically move through a circuit of races all around the world. That is what you do in Jaguar XJ220. Acronym. Thank you, Super Tech Boy. Yeah. Um, this game, it when everything up to the point where you start the race looks pretty is pretty slick. Uh, and the fact that I believe there's 32 tracks in this. Uh, there's a ton of tracks. Yeah, and they're they're spewed over a bunch of countries. So here's the problem. Um, this is not a bad game. All right, I'm going to get this out early. But what this is is not Lotus, and it's not Lotus a lot, and it's a, so you. If I all the whole time I've been playing this, I expect I felt like I was playing the second or third best game. Do you know what I mean, Boat? Well, I'm going to get into what I think about this game later on. Continue. So, uh, of course, you start out in your in your car. You take off. Unlike some other games we've played recently, you don't. All the other cars don't just drive off and leave you. You're, it's competitive at the beginning, unlike that ST game we played last week. Right, right. Uh, and you and you go through the tracks. I mean, it's they didn't reinvent the wheel here, boat. It's got billboards. It's got poles. It's got fences. 
It's got signs with arrows. You drive your car through these different lands, and the different lands will have, you know, environmental effects or track effects given to where you're at. Example, if you're in the desert, it's sandy. It could there could be a sandstorm. You know, if you're if you're somewhere cold, it's wintry. There could be a snowstorm. My favorite bit, if you're somewhere, I don't know, that has forests and it's autumny, there will be a leaf fall, which was that surprise. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen that in one of these, where the leaves are falling down. So they try to give some variance, right? Like in England, second track, you're, it's foggy, you know? Uh, and so <clears throat> that's fun because you need that because this, this game has a lot of sameness to it. Uh, the the tracks are basically, I mean, they're not like they didn't reinvent the wheel on tracks. I don't know if these, I don't know, they don't think these are like real tracks. Boat, uh, I didn't read the manual on this, so I didn't get to see if they actually base these on real tracks. They just seem like, you know, long tracks. There are turns and bends. Uh, you're doing laps. What, what what are you expecting here? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, it's not. What I, I guess what I'm trying to tell the listeners and the viewers is this, this isn't pole position. These are long long laps like each lap will take a while and so but i mean there's nothing here you're not going to come across a track where you're jumping a river there's no stunt stuff there's none of that kind of stuff on here and there yeah I, I would say these are these are realistic tracks yeah and from what i can tell because i skipped around uh even those places i have like ice or sand like i didn't feel any difference with the way the car controlled i don't i'm guessing that the environmental effects don't actually physically mess with the car. Did you notice any of that when you were playing? No, no. Yeah. The, uh, the 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 it's all it's all window dressing. I there, found you know, for ex- when you're when you're driving in the rain, you're not any more slippery. It's funny uh, because when you start the race, you get to pick a song on your car CD player, which I thought was cool, and you get six tracks to choose from. So it starts off nice. Your car looks nice. I mean, I thought it looked pretty... I thought they did a pretty good job of rendering the car, you know? And the tracks look okay. What I don't like is the stuff on the sides of the tracks and the backgrounds. They just... They don't cut it graphic-wise for me. The sense of speed isn't as... It's not the same feeling you get from, like, a Lotus. And so that's why it makes me feel like this is sort of like... Lotus Lotus 2 is like correlation, basically. That's not a bad thing, because I've played all the outruns on here, for example. Like, this is far and away better than those. <clears throat> Outrun your rope, all that crap. Those all suck. Like, this is head and shoulders above that. It's not a bad game. And I'm guessing if you if you get good at it, you really would enjoy it. That's something else. I was not very good at this game, uh, Boat. I, had, I, just, I didn't have much luck p- p- winning races or even coming close. Did you? Well, let me, let me, this is going to be one of these times where I just, I disagree with everything you're saying. Okay. Um, Get in there. What do you want out of a racing game? Okay. You want it to be graphically impressive. Okay. You want the car that you're driving to look cool. Okay. You want to be driving against cars that are different than your car so you can see how your car looks cooler than the cars you're driving against you want to have a sense of progression so when you're when you're racing you want it to mean something and finally 
sensation of speed. Okay? Now, out of those five things, Jaguar doesn't do everything perfectly, but as a complete package, this is the best racing game on the Amiga. Okay? Um, it's, everybody compares this game to Lotus 2, and they should. Uh, I played a ton of this game, Lotus 2, and Lotus 3 this week. Like I said, I'm on summer vacation, so I can devote my entire life to Amigos. It's great. great. Okay? This game is a better racer than Lotus 2, and I'll tell you why. You are racing against opponents, okay? The opponents are different than you. At the end of the race, you see how you fared against your opponents. This game is a three-lane racetrack, okay? Lotus 2 is like a 15-lane racetrack. It's the least realistic uh, driving surface ever created. This uh, 25-mile-long, eight-lane road. That's no good, okay? Uh, this game has a ton of different music tracks, okay? How do you keep racing games from getting old? you got to provide variety in what you're hearing. Okay, I know that there's a certain subset of people that want to listen to the engine sound. When you're playing these old racing games, it's not as if the engine sound's giving you any clues to, you know, how your car is doing or anything like that. Uh, I am somebody that will always opt for, well, of course, given the choice, give me the sound effects and the music. As we all know, this is the Amiga, so that's impossible. So we've got to do either one. But giving you the option to play these tunes while you're racing, especially if you're playing these same tracks over and over again, it's a huge win, a huge win, okay? In Lotus 2, there's no progression. You play, it's a high score game. It's a glorified outrun that's not as good. This game is a real racing circuit, okay? With a beginning, a middle, and an end. You've got a teammate that you're racing with. This game has a shop. You can't upgrade your car in this game, which is realistic. In a real racing circuit, you're not going to be upgrading your car with the next best stuff after each race. That's not the way the, the, the sport works. But you are having to fix your stuff, okay? So when you take your prize money and you fix your car so it continues to perform well. Now, is that the most exciting way they could have done this? Would have been better if you could have upgraded your car? Maybe, you know, that definitely is more exciting than just fixing, you know, a broken fender. But they were going for realism here, and, and, I, and I can appreciate that, okay? Um, the weather effects, the graphics, all of that better than Lotus. No. You can't look, That's, like I'm I said. I'm not going to agree with you on that. Well, you need to go back and play Lotus 2 and play I them back to back. I played Lotus 2. You got to play them back to back. I don't like the I don't like the the weather effects in this nearly as much as I do in Lotus. Lotus has crappy looking rain and crappy looking snow, and that's it. There's no leaves. There's no fog, or I guess there is fog, but the fog doesn't look as good. It looks better. This game, this game looks better, and I invite any listener to put them back to back, play them back to back, and you'll see. I people with have that people have been. People have been beating the Lotus 2 is better than Jaguar drum for so long, it's affected everybody's good sense. No, no, okay? I... Now, I'll tell you where Lotus succeeds and where Jaguar fails. Lotus succeeds in better control over your race car and better track design. Okay? The tracks themselves in Lotus just feel better. They've got changes in elevation 
that are better. And uh, the the whole like you know Lotus has the thing where you hop over the logs, you do that shtick. Okay, it provides more variety. Okay, but if you want to play a quote unquote realistic racing simulation, or not really simulation, but an arcade style racing game, okay, where you're actually competing in a circuit race, not just an outrun style sword attack, this is the game that you want to play. That's just all there is to it. So, I'm not going to dispute some of what you said. All right, this game, this is the classic example of a game that got they got everything pretty much right except for the one thing that they couldn't get over the top on, and that's the way it looks and the way it plays. I mean, listen, there's a reason why people think that Lotus Two looks better and plays better. It's because it does. That's just the way it is. Now, everything else you said legitimate, and this game is not so far back. That you couldn't say, like, listen, I want a real circuit racer with other cars and whatnot, which that is a that is a knock. You're right. I mean, I can't. They got that right. The upgrading, I mean, the or the repairing, so they got that right too. I liked all that stuff. But I mean, when uh, when you get down to actually physically playing the game, I don't think it plays as well, and I don't think it looks as as, as good or runs as as nicely as as Lotus does. Everything else, I agree. It's got the in-game music. The in-game music's great. You get to pick in between tracks, great. The upgrade, the uh, repair thing, great. The different types of cars, great. I will say that if you get far behind in this, you can, it seems like you're going forever before you see another car. So it's kind of yeah. lonely, it's kind of lonely yeah. out there. The, well, uh, you know, in, in Lotus, it doesn't matter how many cars you pass. You know, it's they're always out there. They're more like obstacles that's than your right. opponent. Yeah, you're, you know? I, you're you're not wrong. I mean, listen, I you kind of beat me to the to the punch there on this, but you're right. Uh, th- there are plenty of things that make this a game worth playing. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but for someone like myself who doesn't give a crap, I- listen, I like Outrun. And you're right. that uh, there, Lotus 2 is a lot more like Outrun than it is uh, like a, a proper circuit racer. Like the high score challenge. That's my kind of game. Uh, and-, and this one is, while okay, like it's not like I'll never play it again, but I don't enjoy it as much for, for-, for now, the graphics I do- and controls. I do have my major uh, my major issues with the graphics of this game. Um, you know, uh, are the the cars are drawn strangely. They're drawn strangely. It looks it's a weird perspective. It's uh, pixels at dawn in the chat. He said they look like chibi versions of the cars. They kind of do. They're kind of like mushed together. This reminds uh, me of it's a, like a laser disc racing game sometimes. Yeah. And even yeah. Now, when you hit stuff, like they've got animations for when you hit like those. Uh, the road construction signs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But even those, when they fly up, it almost looked like it's it's almost like they self-shaded portions of the right. game. That's what it yeah, reminded me of. You're exactly right. But my main problem with this game is the way that they've put all all of the texture, all the HUD in this game is horrible. Not There's nothing good about this. You've got lap and the number in a really bad-looking font. Um, and it's, it's, it's extremely it's big. It looks amateur. It looks dopey. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks... Yeah. 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 I wasn't going to insult it by saying dopey, but that's the first thing that popped into my head. Dopey. Your fuel, your fuel gauge. Why do they not just draw a fuel gauge I on the screen? I don't know. Why do they make it thin? And you've got your gearbox. Why did they not just draw a speedometer? Okay. Instead, you have your you have a digital readout speedometer in the lower right corner that's almost impossible to see while you're racing. It's almost impossible because if you look that far away from your car, 
you can't see what's going on. You need to have that stuff. That's the important thing. You need to have that right up front. Okay. This was just, I mean, it's a nightmare from a HUD perspective. It might be the worst racing HUD I've ever seen. I've got a theory, <clears throat> Boat. I'm guessing you didn't play any two-player simultaneous at this. No, no, I didn't. All right, if you take a look at the screen, if you cut the screen directly in half, you would just have your two players, right? No, it's space facts. Mm-hmm. I think they made the uh, lap and the all that crap big and dopey looking just to fill space. Maybe I think they so. Just said, I think they just said, listen, we can always hit these space up here. Let's just get, let's put some big crap up here and, 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 and to take up some of the void. And that's so... Which I still think did come. I would have rather just had like the uh, dashboard up there or something, you know, something up there, you know, just mm-hmm. like the, not the whole dashboard, but just but like your speedometer and your your gas right. gauge, you know. You know, you you could have made it like uh, like stunt car racer. You know, right. you could have done that. There's a million things you could have done. Any of them would have been better than what they did. But it's not a deal breaker, you know. No, there, no. like I said, there is no deal breaker on this for me. I recommend the game, uh, but. Uh, uh, when you compare this to, to Lotus 2, it's funny because this is sort of like, this sort of reminds me of like Lotus 2 and a quarter, two and a half, because the track editor, did you try to fool the track editor at all? I looked at, I looked at some stuff about it. I didn't try and do it myself, but uh, it, it looks very, you know, in the documentation, they really put a lot of thought into that, yeah, and, and I, I dig that. That gives the game major replay value. In a long, fevered night, a couple nights ago, I watched a guy make tracks with it, Mm-hmm. And it looked pretty cool, all right? So I, I'm not going to sit here and try to give a, a, a first-hand review on it because I haven't tried. I just watched someone fool with it. But I did mess with the track creator in the third Lotus, and the th- and it's which is super easy to use, but also it's way less powerful. This And it's funny, a lot of people don't like the third Lotus as much as the second, right? And that's sort of, like I said, this sort of reminds me of, like, you put, if you improved on some things in the third Lotus... But sort of kept around some stuff from the second Lotus. You'd almost have this game stuck yeah, somewhere yeah. in the void there, uh, it, which it's is not funny a bad because thing. it's funny because as as uh, if you are a longtime listener to Amigos, you know that I was not present on the episode that we did for Lotus Three. That was the infamous episode that you recorded with the Rock Band microphone back in the day. Yeah, and um, and uh, and so uh, I'd never really given it a shot, so I I, I played it. And it, I mean, it boggles the mind how that game, how they managed to make it work. The frame rate just makes it, it doesn't make it unplayable. That's a stretch. But it just, it makes it not fun to play. You're talking and about Lotus it, it 2? Just, no, I'm talking about Lotus 3. Oh, yeah, Lotus, Lotus 3. 3. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, they, made some, they made some choices that <clears throat> I think were mistakes. But I think, the, I think what they want, because we ever played Lotus 1, Lotus 1 is more like this. Right. And Lotus 3 is more like Lotus 1. Lotus 2 is the famous one. It's sort of the outlier. You know, and it, I, I mean, really, you've got some less options in the in the second one, but it looks nice. It's the best looking mm-hmm. of the bunch. And yeah, it's, best you know, looking and best playing. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, though, most of what you said isn't wrong. I mean, I don't agree with the weather effects. I don't agree with the graphics or the frame rate. I don't agree with any of that. Or the, or the of course, you said that you didn't like the steering. But, I mean, in terms of the other supporting parts of the game... They're all superior to Lotus 2. I don't think you can deny that. <clears throat> Plus, we didn't even talk about like the whole pit thing. You can sort of get gas. Well, you know, one of the things that's, that's that's funny is that I played... In this game, you can play for a really long time and not make any money and still be able to go. Um, my, probably, you know, one of the bigger complaints 
I really think that this game, you have to use the manual transmission. Because I was racing what I thought was pretty good. And I never, I never broke top 10. I got 10th once. Um, and, uh, and I think that it's just this is a game where if they want you to use the standard transmission, um, and because I just couldn't, I couldn't get beyond that. So I wasn't making any money, but you can continue to race because you store 50 grand in the bank. And as long as you don't drive like a maniac running into stuff, you won't, you won't die. You won't get kicked out until you're like midway through the third country. I got all the way up, you know, like England, France, and Egypt. And it wasn't until like the end of Egypt where they finally threw me out for being so horrible. So like that was nine tracks of being dead or not dead last, but winning no money and, and placing, you know, n- below the, the rankings. I appreciate that in the game. I wish that they would have done what they did in the Mega Drive port, which uh, well, let's go ahead and talk about the Mega Drive port, Aaron. All right. Or the Mega CD port. So the Mega CD port, Came out, I think, about a year after yeah, the Amiga. Yeah, it's totally different in every way. It's a totally different game. They've lowered the camera. It almost looks like pole position uh, in terms of the height of the, where the camera is. Um, it looks much more like Lotus. Uh, the, uh, the It's a much more pixelated uh, type thing. It's hard to describe. In some ways it looks better, but in some ways it looks worse. It's almost Neo um, Geo-y looking in a, in a weird yeah. way. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. like. I was. I don't like the drop in the camera. Like that was a. I think that was a poor choice. I like. Mm-hmm. I like because you can't. You can't see what's up ahead at all. Right. Oh my God, you're in the in game. The car. Also, you should be able to see. Right. The game also seemed to, to, in my mind, it moved a little bit slower. But that might have had to be more with my emulation settings on the Amiga than anything else. It looks like it runs uh, they, slower. It does. Look they like it did. They did improve the uh, the HUD. You've got a real, you know, gas gauge and That's speedometer. That's what I was talking about right there, Bo. That's exactly right. what I was just talking about, what I wanted. Right. But the big thing is that they, they've opened the whole game up. So you can choose. You can start the circuit wherever you want. You can practice whatever track you want. Yeah. And like I said, you can't undersell the variety in the tracks in this and the ability to start from wherever you want. I know with Lotus 2, if you have passwords, you can. But just giving the player the freedom to just kind of drive around in all these places and, uh, and and work on your skills so when you go into the circuit, you can do okay or you can do better. Um, you know, like I said, I, I was, you know, this is a game that I wish that they could have just put in those options but left the original art style. I think I do prefer the art style of the original just because, like you said, the camera's up higher and it just, it looks unique. It looks different. Um, so, but anyway, it's it's worth checking out the Mega CD port just to see, you know, what they what they did to make it different. Uh, you know, I will say it, lo- it actually looks pretty good. They really, mm-hmm. I mean, they really excelled them. So graphically, it crushes the Amiga version. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, um, I like, and I wondered about this when I was playing uh, on the Amigas. Why didn't they just let you pick where you go? Because it's not like some tracks are special. You know what I mean? Right. They're all pretty much the same. You know, they're all, they're not pretty much the same type of track. I was right. let down. And it would make it would give the game a lot more replayability. Now, of course, you just cheat, you know, and you put what you want. But still, that's something I, I like games that give you like most of the world. Say here, play where you want to go. You know that mm-hmm. that because y'all sort of want to play in your in your home country and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making you start in England and go from there. I mean, I'm sure they had their reasons, but the the I think that you know they listen after this game was released on the Amiga. They listened to the feedback and then they approved things on the the Mega CD port. Yeah. So. Um, you know, just I, I was looking at uh, uh, some information on the game. They had, they had a trivia fact on Hall of Light, and I thought I'd mention this. 
this game was released, it says, to coincide with the uh, JAG XJ220's debut on the British market. You know what just they cost, Boat? Uh, let me take a guess It was here. a I'm limited say... run of these. So it's not like you could just go down to your local your garage and pick one up. I'm going to say somewhere in the neighborhood of 300,000 pounds. You're close, but you're way off. 470,000 pounds. <laughs> I'm not that far off. It's not as if it was $9 million. Half a million pounds to get this car. And I, I'm sure yeah. they sold every one of them as quickly as they could make them, which I think is kind of neat. Uh, uh, also, uh, Hall White mentions that th they had planned an ST port of this that never happened, which is interesting. Um, <clears throat> I looked around to see how this did <clears throat> review-wise. Uh, I was surprised because it's funny. I went back and watched the, you know, I love Lemon's uh, YouTube channel. I want to plug Lemon, mm -hmm. by the way. We love Lemon. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, please, we, oh, God, if they weren't around, oh, Jesus. <laughs> all light, I don't know what I do. But uh, Lemon, they have a great uh, YouTube channel and they do reviews. And I mean, in depth ones. And I watched, again, during one of the many nights I didn't sleep this week, I watched like the entire rundown of this game. And I learned a lot from the fella that did it. But one of the things he'd mentioned was when, at the time of, that he made the video, that uh, this game had an over an eight on Lemon. Well, its rating has fallen uh, over the past couple of years, down to a seven point five eight. And I always look through the Lemon comments to see what the general consensus is, and mm -hmm. the general consensus is exactly what you said. Everyone uh, says that this game isn't as good as Lotus Two, and they all compare it to Lotus Two. So I mean, to, in, in Jag's defense, it's getting compared with far away the best driving game on the machine. So, I mean, at, at the bare minimum, it, being the second best is not a bad place to be. So I'll give it right. that much credit. Anyway, ratings-wise, uh, <clears throat> when this came out, it did pretty well. Amiga Computing gave it an 83. Amiga Action Boat, 98%. They wow, up they loved it. Amiga Format, 7 out of 10. A rare Amiga Joker, 89%. They don't throw those things around. Amiga no. Mania, brother, 85%. And Amiga Power, 85 as well. It's funny, when Amiga Power looked at this thing to re-release, I don't know, I didn't. I should have read this review. They dropped the rating down. This is two years later. They dropped it from an 85 to a 52. What the hell Whoa. happened? Holy cow. Anyway, average magazine rating on this bad boy was a 84%. I would say that's probably about where I would put it. I would say... I mean, it's it's definitely a solid B, bordering on yeah. A. Uh, yeah. And, it, and it, if it wasn't for the Lotus, it would be uh, top of the heap. Uh, did yeah, you, did I, we, I agree with did that. Did we get any Discord action on this boat? You know, we did. We got quite a few reviews this week. I kind of thought uh, we this, might. Yeah, uh, we're going to start things off with Super Tech Boy. He says, my two favorite racing games as a kid were the Lotus series and Jaguar XJ220. Lotus was a great series and the gold standard for racing for many. But where XJ220 separated itself was that you saw other types of cars on the track. While Lotus put the same car in the same color on the track, XJ220 spiced it up with red Ferraris, silver Porsches, and white Lambos. And this only added to the depth of the game. The part that really hooked me was that XJ220 had a significantly better track editor than Lotus, allowing you to create the perfect track of hairpins and chicanes to challenge even the best driver amongst Chicane. your friends. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten chicanes from yeah. Super Tech Boy. That's some chicanery right there. That is. Pajaco6502 writes, Jaguar XJ220 is well regarded for good reason. It's a nippy, highly playable, and has great graphics and music. 
Gameplay-wise, I'm not a fan of super quick multi-directional turns where you get a tight turn one way and suddenly a tight turn the other as you seem to have no real control here, but this is just my personal preference. The game UI between racers ra between races is not the most intuitive. I was shown some parts for my car and I thought these were upgrades, but no, they were repairs needed due to my dodgy driving. But you can't buy parts if they're not damaged and you're given no indication as such and the buy button just doesn't seem to work. Yeah, that was confusing when I first started you, playing it, yeah. Not, not the best, not the best. The country select screen is also lacking any real indication that you've actually selected your next country. Music is great as are our sound effects, but would have been nice to have the option to have both. Not my number one racing game on the Amiga, but certainly in my top five and worth playing, 8 out of 10. Level Lord writes, This game flew under my radar, and I know why, but now that I've played it for some time, I know I was wrong. Gameplay is great, graphics are awesome, and my only complaint is you can't have sound effects and music at the same time, which means monkey, uh, while menus are a bit clunky to navigate with the joystick. All in all, a great racer, 7 out of 10. Duncan Stiles writes, I reviewed this for EverythingAmiga.com, and I stand by my conclusion. Gorgeous graphics and excellent music throughout. Gameplay is well-polished, but things get lonely at the front of the race. Boy, I didn't feel that. Uh, I was never there. At the back, too. Yeah. <laughs> you can design your own tracks. One of the top Amiga racers, 8.5 out of 10. And finally, Lord Soup writes, Along with the Lotus series, proof positive that Amiga Outrun should have been a triumph. Funky Ch... Funky tunes would have been nice, though. So, 8 out of 10 from Lord Soup. So, uh, yeah, and this is, you know, like you said, this is, I would put this in the solid B bordering on A category, um, and uh, definitely a must-play racer for the Amiga. I did look this up on the eBay, Bo, just for fun. Uh, you can get the discs for this all day long for under 10 bucks. If you want the complete in-box experience in the UK, <clears throat> you're going to be paying... Around 50, I saw some go higher, but I saw some box uh, sets go much lower, including one for 18 U.S. dollars. But now let me ask you before we move off this boat, does this change your attitude toward core? You put this yes. over, big time. Yes, this does change my attitude toward core. Uh, I am much more friendly to them in terms of their 16-bit output than I was before. It, uh, this, is, this is a quality title. You should play it. And Aaron, I did take a look see what uh, real Jags, uh, Jaguar XJ220s are selling for. And it turns out, Aaron, that if you kept yours and you put it up for auction, uh, you would be losing money. because oh, uh, they uh, the, They've gone down in price. Unlike a lot of, uh, of course, these are, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Ferraris and Lamborghinis and things like that. Uh, this one has actually gone down in price just a bit. Uh, the new price, as you said, were just uh, just south of uh, 500,000 uh, pounds. You can get one of these things on the auction block between 350 and $400,000 these days, which is still a big chunk of change. Yeah, that, that's still big money. We're not going to be running out to get one. But we'd both break our own bodies in half the day we got into this thing. <laughs> that's true. Sure I I, I'd be able to get in. I might not be able to get out. No kidding, eh? <laughs> All right, Aaron. Well, as we move on past Jaguar, it's time to uh, talk about the retro computing festival that you and I and the Brent are putting on here in lovely Hurricane, West Virginia. That's right. We're talking about Boat Fest. Boat Fest is two weekends away, Aaron. Two oh, weekends. <laughs> so uh, we have a, uh, we've summoned the dragons. We've uh, we've gotten everything. Everything is ready, ready to roll. 
Uh, the, the, the badges are printed. Of course, I've got lots of badges for any last-minute tickets that might get sold. Uh, we've got the merch table is, uh, is, is stocked, cocked, and ready to rock. We've, got, uh, we've had our organizational meeting with the Brent uh, to finalize all our last-minute details. Uh, Rob is prepping the van. Uh, everything <laughs> is, 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 is ready to go. And we need you. We need you at BoatFest. We want you to come and hang out with just the coolest people in the retro gaming world. Plus us. Uh, we've got people coming in from Canada. We might have somebody coming in from England, Aaron. Uh, we've got, of course, all over the United States, people are coming uh, for just a weekend of merriment and gaming. We're going to have live recordings of all the Amigo shows, uh, plus Sprite Castle. Um, we're going to have contests and trophies and plaques and all sorts of really fun stuff. We hope that you will head on over to BoatFest.info. It's 25 bucks for the weekend. It's a, it's a small price to pay for all of the fun and excitement of 30-plus classic computers, gaming consoles, and a virtual pinball machine all set up for you to use. It's going to be a lot of fun, Boat. I mean, the Brent are looking forward to it. The TSI boys are all excited. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron, as we move along down the line, it's time to talk about our Patreon song contest from last week. No, no, it's not. It's time to do our side updates, Boat. Oh, you're right. It is. Let's you, you do our skipped, side updates, you Aaron. the third of the show. <laughs> Sorry, man. There's a real reason I want to get here. I'm excited. I'm going to go back to the opening, the opening chat because, you know, very seldom, uh, Boat, do we sit around and play a true classic, and I wouldn't even put Lo- uh, uh, I wouldn't put Lotus or uh, Jag into this. I'm talking a true classic boat. Mm. And when we play one, like we did on last week's show, if you didn't listen to it, uh, I feel compelled, boat. I feel compelled, and so you know, we played a true classic a few years ago that I had to pick that up. I think you all remember this one. It's a little thing I like to call Top Freaking Banana. That's know? right. And but. Listen, I couldn't believe it that something topped the banana, at least score-wise. And so you know me, I had to pick it up, Boat. Here it is. My boxed copy of Yolanda wow. came in, Boat. That's Look, fantastic. Full color back. The whole night. Look how hot Yolanda is. Did you get that? Did that come from stateside or did that come that from That came overseas? from the U.S. and so did Top Banana. These are big sellers over here in the States. So, yeah, yeah. There you go. I've heard the Amiga was an extremely successful gaming console. That's what I've heard. That's what Doug says, anyway. So there you are. Just hot off the presses, Boat. And if you missed our show last week on Yolanda, we put it over, didn't we, Boat? I think we both agreed that was like a hell of a game. Yeah, so, yeah. So what have we been up to this week, Boat? Well, a little something uh, I like to call Bow Spy Hunter. Give them the scoop on that, Boat. You know, Spy Hunter was a pretty pretty decent port of the arcade game on the ZX Spectrum. Uh, we talk about its history, um, what makes it different from the arcade version. We talk about, you know, uh, it, it, with a lot of these arcade games, they sort of rise and fall with the controls. And uh, because of the unique control panel found on Spy Hunter, it sort of loses something not only on the Spectrum, but on all of the, all of the conversions. But... As, you know, the spirit of the game goes, the speed, uh, the, the gameplay elements, they're all there. I thought this, this was a pretty solid port, don't I'll you, Aaron? With you. I thought the controls, I mean, we've, we've talked about the limitations. They did a good job on the multiple weapons on this. I mean, I don't like the short view distance from the front of the screen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is going to be a spy hunter, and, and basically who keeps it in first gear. Uh, right. But... Uh, I had a good time with this one. We had a lot of fun uh, taking a look at this one, Boat. And that one got put up this week. Check it out. That's R. Sinclair. 
We did another little thing here, Boat. You've heard, you know, myself, the Brent. We'll get down to funky occasionally. And we got down and funky this week as we played games on the Wonder Swan, the quirky Japanese handheld boat. Uh, yeah. I told Brent, I said, you know, Brent, this is one of the few times you own the console. So make sure you bring that over with you when we record. So what did Dummy do? Left it at home. Like a dipstick, so we didn't have the one. So we actually, Brent actually owns one of these, so we have some knowledge of it. Uh, but we picked a couple interesting games. Uh, if I'm honest, I thought that we'd had a couple winners here. We looked at Buffers Evolution, and we also looked at Rockman and Forte. Uh, the uh, Japanese name of this is a Mirai Kara No Chosen Shaw. I'm sure I said that dead on. Uh, but uh, at the Wonder Swan, a it's a uh, uh, a, a monochrome uh, answer to the Game Boy that was designed by the last thing designed by Gumpay Yokoi, uh, and uh, he knows a little something about the uh, mobile gaming. A little bit, a little this, bit. This is a this is a good little machine. I think we were. I was discussing this with somebody the other day. If you release this thing in the states and you get the price way down, like checking, like the in a blister pack on the checkout aisle that far down. I think yeah, I don't even think you sell cartridges, but I think you put about five games on it and sell it. I think you'd sell a ton of these things in the states back in the day. Because well, here's super the thing: cheap, you know. This thing came out in 1999. Yes. Okay. By the time 1999 came around, Game Boys were super cheap, and Game Boys had billions of games on them. Well, and also the Game Boy Advance came out right around the same time. Right. And so that yeah, there were a lot of. I mean, this thing was ill-timed. Uh, and uh, ultimately, they released the color version soon thereafter. So the black and white version, not as popular, but still. But I do agree. I do agree with your assessment that a hundred games over the course of the lifetime of this thing, pretty good, pretty good library. Yeah, I think I think that the uh, Wonder Swan is it was a fun system. Of course, the problem is uh, if you don't speak Japanese, you got problems. It's less fun. <laughs> That's all we've got on our main channel. Let's have a look at quickly. Over at the, at the Stream Team channel, both me and you did a stream last week. Tell everybody about it. That's right. That's right. So uh, until Aaron came down with disease, our our plan was to uh, do uh, some Friday night streaming right after, or not right after Amigos, but a couple hours after we finished Amigos. And I'm sure we'll get back to that once Aaron has recovered. Yeah. Uh, right. But uh, but we did. I brought over the old Atari 1200XL last time, and man. You know, I brought a big stack of uh, public domain games uh, from the Bellcom software library. These were real disks with a real disk drive. I got to be honest with you, Aaron. I was not expecting much out of these PD games. Uh, you know, I just and I think I they delivered for the most part, but there were a couple winners in there. I will say that there were a couple winners. We probably played the best one of the evening right off the bat. Right, that's, I thought it was going to be awesome. I thought it was yeah. going to be awesome uh, when that game because that was a fun game. And the other games, there were some. The tr the Tron was pretty fun. I like that mm -hmm. one. Uh, but it was you know it's this is the second time in the, in the past month that we've gotten the actual system and started loading stuff like the old fashioned way. And it's, right. it's sort of neat to do it that way. It's kind of fun. Well, it gives it gives us some time to kick back and uh, and chat it up with the chat, talk about whatever is on your mind. So yeah, I really enjoy these real hardware streams and of course just hanging out, uh, playing playing old video games. Nothing better. Yeah, so I, uh, I agree with you on that. Uh, be on the lookout for more of that coming up, and uh, and uh, we will be. I don't know what we'll do next, but we'll think of something. I will say that I, uh, I, was, I was just talking to Flack 
Uh, he did a sprint cast this week in honor of the big NBA Finals uh, on uh, on basketball games. He played some NBA Jam. He played some NBA uh, Live, I believe the other game was. Uh, and and which and he'll be uploading that to the Amiga Stream Team uh, channel uh, anytime now. So that one should be coming up. Uh, look for it on the Amigos Stream Team channel. There you go, All bud. Right. That's what we got. Have I forgotten anything else before we move no, on to the Patreon song? No, now you can do it. Okay, so the Patreon song challenge last week, it was a medley, Aaron. It was a medley oh, of, was a of the songs medley. that that uh, that were somewhat related, but mostly not. I think that's uh, what originally got me sick. I'm pretty sure it was that medley. <laughs> uh, the, the last week was "Take My Breath Away" by Berlin, "Danger Zone" by Kenny Loggins, the A Team theme by Mike Post and Keith Par- Pete Carpenter. Suicide is Painless, which is the theme from MASH by Johnny Mandel, and the Sanford and Son theme, which is also known as The Street Beater by Quincy Jones. Why don't you mix movie songs with TV themes? Well, I, I started out with, you know, I, I was going to do uh, Top Gun, right? And I was, I was going to do the, the title theme from Top Gun, but I couldn't remember how it went. So instead of doing that, I was like, well, you know what else is kind of like Top Gun? The A-Team. And then I started thinking about other shows that had helicopters in them. So then I went on to Suicide is Painless because, you know, MASH has got the helicopter. And, of course, why that led do... me directly to Sanford and Son. Why didn't you do... Yeah, because they've got... Yeah, Fred Sanford's got a helicopter in a junkyard. Why didn't you <laughs> Airwolf? You were doing helicopters. I, I don't really know it past where your ringtone ends. That's, <laughs> I'm sure it goes on, but that's the only bit that I know. Um, so, no, I want to congratulate... I want to congratulate Pac Billy for getting them all. In fact, I'd forgotten some of the songs that I sang, and he, I basically just copied and pasted his email into this as, That's so why I can Pac remember. That's a judge right there, because if you can pull <laughs> that trick, you've done something, brother. Yeah. Uh, Pajako got most of them. Mitsuyama got all but the last one. Uh, and R Typer and Andy Craig got Take My Breath Away. So, congratulations to one and all. Or uh, your participation in the Patreon Song Challenge. Now, Aaron, I know you're a little under the weather this week. So we're going to do a little something different for the Patreon Song Challenge. Yeah, okay? don't make me sicker, please. Okay, we're gonna, you're going to come up with a funky fact about... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, what we're going to do is I'm going to do the old Micro Machine Man bit. Okay, and we're going to see how fast... I can say all of the Patreon names. Oh, so okay? you want me to time you? I want you to time me. Let me get, okay? my, let me get the stopwatch ready. This will, this will be kind of fun here. I can okay. do that. Now, I've got this. You're going to just give me a ready, set, go, okay? Okay. Hold on a second. Let me get it up. Let me get it going here. Stopwatch. Okay. On your mark, get set. Let me just hold this up. Go. R-Typer, Bubface, no Hands, Chris Edwards, Petzl, Alarm, Albert Kim. We like what we like. Mr. Chip, Peter Price, Herman V, Wonderly Chesman, Mark Richardson, Dave Hearn, Bram, OK, Roman, K, David Terrace, <gasps> Duke Carlos, Matthew Mobius, The Phantom Magnus, Seth Yates, Alex Rafine, David Z, George Zosinski, The Amiga Show, Daniel Crabtee, Superfamic King, Crazy Loomis, William Vitriscar, Heavy Systems, Inc., Bendy, Frag Lord, Mark Byland, Olaf Hope, Alien Breeder, Dave Velociraptor, Cowboy Boy, Daniel Williams, Luke Hudson, Bomb the Base, Frodo, and L. Solon, Sizer, Tech Mage, Jurgen, Mr. Cole, Bernard, Luke, Straight, and Nathan Zorg, Lub, <gasps> Reflection, Simon Lesh, Captain Crispy, Killer Bites, and Caffeine, Gary, Heather, Free Lunch, Kate Fox, David Pickford, Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lob, Terminator, 10 Minute Amiga, Retro, Cast, Bernard, Quinn, RMC, Term Duke, Joseph Harrison, Kyle, Eddard, Rob, Harry, Matthew, Laramore, Andrew Craig, Sonzo, Barkbait, Roland Burke, Andrew Monk, Show the Zombie, Leif Kalanda, Alan Kabob, Chakotay, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Pirone, Ricky DeRoche, Creepy Dead Boy, Ficky CTZ, The Slow North, Stefan Sorgard, Martinson, Edmund Helen, Christopher Hassel, Chris Foles, Lauren Giroux, Graham Fabby, Adam Bradbury, 
Brian's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Hipster of the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rule, THT, Eric Nelson, Daniel Bixon, Daryl Coles, Jason Ward's Pixels at Dawn, and Kjell Bjorn Barman. Oh, man. One minute, point six five. You can't see it, but one wow. minute, point six five. Not bad. You almost got it in under a minute. That's the well, new in a couple months, we'll do it again, and we'll see. We'll see if I, I can improve my time. I'm going to start practicing right away. That was Speaking beautiful. of practicing, Aaron, the June Bugs have sprung back into action. We've got a couple songs in the pipeline now. X Copy has something kicking around, so there's going to be some full band Patreon songs coming your way. I know those are always popular, so uh, we uh, just stay tuned. Stay tuned for that stuff. Also. Stay tuned for our Twitch subscribers, Aaron. These are the guys that watch us every week on Friday when we do the show live on twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. Uh, we want to give a special shout out to our subscribers, Negsol, Dave versus, I'm sorry, Dan versus Donuts, Still Adolescing, Jabasoft, Jigglebox, Butterberg, Milo Loves Chocolate, Christian Russell, Crusader Bastard, Rob O'Hara, Grizzla, Real Retro Dude, 48K Ram, Paco Take, Data Ombre, Happy Coding ZX, Eeyore4077, Warped Metalhead, Uber Scuba Diver, Darkwing602, Monzamess, Edvin Helland, Steve Burtz, Blue Train, MD44 Shoes, Pixel Rages, Oil of Hope, Back to 8-Bit with Hermski, John Marshall 3, Beach Bum 7, Amiga Live, Blue Jellyfish, Mitsuyama, Explore, Frodo and L, Da, Crabs MTG, Retro Rewind.ca, Twilight Zoner, Buck Owens, Mash Pie. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to us on Twitch. Thanks, everybody. Aaron, what are we going to be playing next week on Amigos? All I know for sure, Bo, we got this at the last minute. It's going to be another another edition of Public Domania Boat. And I'll oh, say, man. you know, let me tell you something about Public Domania. We used to mock Public Domania. Remember that? Oh, there was yes. some mocking going on. And guess mm-hmm. what? For whatever reason, the last three or four Public Domainians are amongst the biggest shows we've ever done. I don't know why. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know the one we did with this. the Pac-Man clone? Was, out of this world. Blew up. <laughs> so, I, now I love Public Domainia. Do you have any idea? Did you catch the games we're doing next we're gonna week? Be playing, we're going to be playing Infection, which oh. you don't want any more of. <laughs> Enough of that. And T-Racer. Go, T-Racer, Go. <laughs> I don't know about that. T-Racer. Okay, that sounds good to me, Boat. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, well, thanks always, everybody, for listening. We will see you next week, and until then, adios. adios.